0: God, may the Lord be exalted above all, and may his kingdom reign forevermore. God is beautiful, God is awesome, and he is ever-loving in endures forever. Hallelujah. At this moment I come with a message to your hearing ears that I titled The Man's Task. The Man's Task. And our scripture reading will be taken from Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13. And it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep commandment, for this is the whole duty of man. What you should take note of this scripture, what God is saying in here, is that the whole duty of man is number one to fear God and keep his commandment. That is the duty of man. To fear God. And keep his command. As far as you hear in this world. You are a man. And not an animal. Not a goat. Not a cow. Not a lion. Neither a rat. And you are a man walking with your two legs upright and not with two legs, not with four legs and not having a form then your whole duty as a man is to fear God and keep his commandment now I know some of you ladies will begin to think of your husband you begin to think of your brothers. You begin to think of your father. Maybe you're thinking of how he has not been able to fear God. You know, as a wife, you're thinking of how your husband has been treating you. So, what's in your mind? The attitude you're having now is the scripture is meant for men. Oh, that's not true. Because when God meant men or man, he meant the boat male, and female. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Here it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. Mark the word there, man, in our image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. Mark the word there, man in his own image. In the image of God, mark the word there, image of God, created him that's the man created him, blanket open, blanket, close, man. Male and female created he them. So to correct that attitude you have in your heart, that this scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, that the whole duty of a man is to fear God and keep his commandment. The scripture Scripture also refers to you as a woman, as a girl, as a lady. The scripture implies of those messages to you and your husband, and you and your wife, your brothers and sisters, and everyone around you, your neighbors, the whole duty of a man born again or not the whole duty of man is to fear God and that is why it is our duty as Christians who have received the ministry of reconciliation according to 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 17 down to 21 we are to reach out to those men created in God's image that have lost their path the Bible talks about the story of Jesus the story which is shared, he said, that a shepherd had hundred sheep. One got missing. He left the ninety-nine to look for the one who was lost. It is our duty to look for the lost souls, because when we find them and we lead them to Christ and they receive the life of God, they receive the life of Christ, the life of Jesus which he had given by his death on the cross the redemption that he is due us through the love of God that we have as according to John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that will so ever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life then we put them in the path to fear God and keep his commandment. But we that are Christians now hearing me now, it's our duty it's your duty to fear God and keep his commandment. As a young man, it's your duty to fear God and keep His commandment. Your father ain't going to fear God for you. Your mother ain't going to fear God for you. You will fear God yourself. And you have to do it for a lifetime. But you know what? The good news is ain't a hard thing to do. If you are in Christ Jesus. James chapter 4. Verse 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So fear God, fear God, fear God and keep his command. oh yes, keep his command. The question is, what is God saying when he said we should fear God? What is God expecting of us as according to His instruction, which is the duty of a man, that is to fear God. What is God expecting from us? We can come before God like Cain did and disappointed God with an offering that is not what should be offered. And God rejected His offering. It is necessary that we know, like Abel did, what God expected from him as a sacrifice. It was for the fear he had for God that made him offer a good sacrifice. So, the question here is before we make the arrow or end the way of Cain, what we should know. It's what is God expecting from us as to fearing him. As to what fearing him. What is God saying about fearing? If you look to the word there, from the original write up, you discover that the word there means to reverence God to hold him at a high esteem. I don't need to so much use big words for that to avoid causing mind collateral damages. But I want to use something you are common with. Something that you had over and over for several years now. The world you were attached to, you have had attitude with. And that is having a high esteem of someone to fear reverence, to have a high esteem for God like a loyal subject would do to a king not the fear that he would put him to death but for who he is for who he is and that is why it is essential that you know who God is. But only way, but anyway, coming to the knowledge of who God is is the first step of receiving the Lord Jesus as a Lord and Pastor and Savior, which most of you have done, and you are in the body of Christ, and we are the body of Christ. Is to hold God at highest. Not because you are in church. Not because you are a pastor. Not because of whatever position you hold there in church. But because you know him for who he is. You've seen. You have known that he can go beyond this. Having a reference. You know how so how much you reverence your pastor. It should go beyond that for God. You know that all the time when you see your pastor, you write him a check. You know, there are people who so reverence their pastor that when they are when they come to see their they always want to come to see their pastor with a the check. They so much care about their pastor's wealth. They hold their pastor to a high seat. worshiping on a low flat then that's God expects from you respect and that is why every hair of a unit demands respect from his subject no matter who you are no matter how playful he is with you he demands respect he he doesn't care how much you love him but he demands respect you can love him so much and still disrespect him so what the head of every unit especially a husband needs from a wife is respect he knows you love he knows he's so much aware that you love him because if you did not you wouldn't have married him in the first place you wouldn't have agreed to marry him so you married him so but he knows you love him but he needs your respect he needs your reverence and that is what God expects from us as the head of the universe a reverence and an utmost reverence a reverence that reached the skies that the whole duty of a man your duty is to fear God and keep his commandments. oh what a glorious God oh wonderful wonderful the Bible said in the book of Timothy that all scriptures are given let's go back 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 said, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You want to fear God better than you have been before? You have to know the scriptures. You have to come to agree that what God has said should be followed thoroughly and precisely. God is not going to cane you for not following him. You know, one of the reasons why Adam was moved out from the garden of Eden because he, he, not just disobeyed God, but he lacked, he He lacked the attitude of reverence. If Adam reverenced God, his wife would reverence God and that sin wouldn't have happened. God is not our meat. He's not our playmate. He's a king of kings. And if you read Romans chapter 13, the Bible says that all powers that be are ordained by God. So the structure and current that flows in every form of leadership, your observation of all leadership or possibly how uh, of literatures of powers you've read through, how they behave, all were passed down from God is a principle of life that went through from God. The anointing flows from the head and down to the feet. So God is not your playmate and he demands respect. The Bible talks about Nebuchadnezzar when he thought he was the glorious one. And God sent him forth to the forest for several years as a goat as a beast he learned humility there and he lifted when he lifted up his, voice, his eyes and said the Lord is good his story turned around he was restored back to his fires one of the things that led Lucifer out of the throne of grace was because he lacked reverence for God Oh yes, God has so much endowed you with gifts that now you are so prosperous and you are so beautiful. You drive the best cars. When you sing, your voice is electrifying and it gets down to the soul and he heals and does a whole lot of awesome things. As a passing, you look awesome. You, as, a, as naturally, you're so handsome and so beautiful. And you begin to rub shoulders that God doesn't matter. How doesn't God matter when He tells you go to church and you're like, "Well, I I, I got nothing to do in church." Those people are below my class. I can be having ooh yeah. For instance, we are having COVID 19, especially in Nigerian that Christians can go back to church. And some church fellows, church members, are not going to church because they are so much involved with the idea of COVID-19 and his transference, whatever or so, whatever. And you are not in church. First month has gone, you've not been in church. Because of COVID-19. Can I tell you my brother. Can I tell you my sister. You are doing yourself. bad Because I can only see pride. And I can only see a man. Who has failed his duty. And that is to fear God. Jesus said. If you keep your life. You will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake. You gain much more. This is not the first time that pandemic has moved or had a movement in the world, in the universe. But have we read history about how Christian bodies dealt with these issues? They got involved. Some of them risked their lives. Some of them died just to make sure that those pandemic were curtailed. Because your pastor can tell you come to church. Because he know, he, you know he won't dare. Because you think you're a patron of Christ. God is watching you. You're in fearing God. Your time is counting. Say forsake not the assembling of bread. And Jesus do not care about your money. Jesus do not care about what you are giving to the church. If you are not before in the midst of his... And among his brethren, you disrespect him. When the king calls for a meeting, he expects everyone subject to be in that meeting. God has called meetings in several denominations wide room. in the worldwide, the worldwide. And you are not present there because of commitment. You fear no God. Don't deceive yourself. You fear no God. It's the whole duty of a man to fear God and keep his commandment. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. I'd have loved to give points, make it a sequence, but I just want to talk about this fear God and keep your command and keep God's command. Joshua chapter one verse eight says, "Let the law of the Lord not depart out of your mouth." That is God's instruction. But meditate during day and night that. Ye may observe to do, to do, to fear God, to fear God. The Bible talks about akka when he refused to assemble himself, because he thought he heard God. God rained his wrath on them, and his family, and they were all swallowed up. You don't want to be in a fight with God because if you're not sharing God, you are fighting with him. Satan simply had no fear for God and God threw him out of heaven. Adam had no fear for God and God threw him out of Eden. And you see, man has been in rebellion so far with God. Has been an obstinate with God for so long. But we give God the praise that he sent his son to redeem that cause. And I'll glorify God that I'm redeemed. I'm the redeemed of God. The righteousness of God. And you are. And you are meant to be too. Glory to God. It is the whole duty of a man to care, God, and to keep us Now, some of you may ask, may or have said or are still saying that we are in the dispensation of grace but let me let you know something you see this millennial doctrine and the dispensation doctrine where an article written by a theologian which is true of course that we are in the dispensation dispensation of grace before it was known as millennial. but you see the Bible says all scriptures are given by inspiration from God it didn't say that the New Testament was given by inspiration and the Old Testament were given by Moses. He said all scriptures, the Torah, the Talmud, the Tanaka, all of them were given by inspiration from God. So whether it came out of dispensation of grace or dispensation of the Lord, it, it God demands that you obey them. Why would you think that God would say in the New Testament that His laws, which of the law? If you think the law was abolished, which of the law? That the law has been written in our hearts, so it may be easy to follow. Moses don't need to tell you or remind you of the law, because the Holy Ghost is with you to remind you not to murder, not to be a false witness and not to do whatever that was written in the Torah that was the commandment of God. So in other words, the law was transferred from tablets of stone to your heart. So the law was not abolished. Why that despotiation of law or whatever it is, the same law that Moses had written, the same law that is called the law of Moses, is now in your heart. But it's not yet manifested because you have not come to walk with the Holy Ghost. That's why the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. The Spirit of God has come to reveal the truth to us, to bear witness of Christ. The law is Christ. The law that Moses gave the children of Israel is the type and symbol of Christ. It is the spirit of grace. The law reveals grace. And grace is the law manifested. That should go into our minds. And that, what, does, what does this imply? It means that we have no excuse. Romans chapter 1 says, man, says that man is without excuse. Man is without excuse you have no excuse to give God why you did not follow properly why you didn't fear God you have no excuse it is the whole duty of a man to fear God and to keep his command everything written in that Bible of yours should be followed thoroughly yes without any assumption whether it was spoken by Moses, Pharaoh, well, whoever it is, but it said that the word of God came out from his mouth, should be followed. We? That is what fearing God. Deuteronomy chapter 28 says to keep his status. Glory to God. To keep his status says, submit yourself. James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Because the devil is here to make you not fear God. Just like he made Cain not to. And make Adam and the wife not. That is why as a husband you need to be careful and hold your wife so close. As a wife you need to hold your husband so close. In the place of prayer. And the place of intersection. You know the reason why? God made man. The Bible says he made them male and female. Male and female. So if your wife falls, you likely will fall. If your husband falls, you will fall indeed. So it's your duty to walk in unison to fear God. If Adam had played that role, if Adam knew... You wouldn't have disobeyed God and I put it to you today make it your duty to fear God and keep his command if you don't have a Bible you go and find one if your Bible is old to read you go and fa- get a new Bible 5000 depending $20 whatever it is Whatever amount the Bible costs, you go get one. And read it through and follow its status. And you are on the path that fears God. It is your duty. Before I close for today, I would like to share this as well. That fearing God is discovering the purpose of man. Keeping his commandments is working in God's purpose for you. God has a will for you. God has a plan for you. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 says, it says The plan that I have towards you, they are good plans and not evil plans, to give you hope and unexpected end. So it is your duty as a man to fear God and keep His command. Which We should to discover God's plan for your life. That is number one. Discover what God what God's plan for your life. Then define God's plan for your life. That is in the place of knowing what it is. You've discovered this is the way God wants me to go here in this universe. Defining it is knowing it at heart. That this is exactly what God wants me to do. How I'm going to go about it. The cost of defining this this purpose. Of leaving this purpose. And number three is leave the purpose. Leave the purpose. And number four is impart the purpose. So, to what? The man's task, which is to fear God and keep his commandment, implies that a man should discover his purpose. When he discovers his purpose, he should define his purpose. That is, knowing, what it, knowing in details what his purpose is all about. The cost of fulfilling that purpose. The third part is to leave the purpose. And the final part is what? To impart the purpose. To let the world know this is what I stand for with God. This is what I stand for with God. And I cannot do otherwise. And the Lord will bless you so much. This I leave to your hearing today. And I pray that what you've had today will touch your heart. The Holy Ghost will witness so strongly in your heart to share God in the name of Jesus. And I bless the rest days of your year, of, of this year. You are blessed and God lifts your power in Jesus name. And if you have any reasons to contact me, you can contact me via my email address. And that is livingeagle.mega@gmail.com, or you can text me through my podcast and God will bless you. Have a wonderful day yeah I had glory to God.